This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morris, and this week we sit down with Bates Director of Athletics, Kevin McHugh, to get his thoughts on the state of Bates sports. We'll also talk with our Bobcats of the Week, cross-country runner and team captain Alan Summerall, and volleyball player Chandler McGrath. All that and more coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The Bates football team dropped a close 24-16 decision to Wesleyan on Saturday as the Bobcats lost their third consecutive one-score contest. These close games show that every play matters, as emphasized by head coach Mark Harriman. We had some some chances in the middle of the game as well. I think, you know, we, we again had a turnover down in the red zone that hurt us a little bit, um, and we had a couple of uh, what I would consider dumb, dumb penalties that hurt us. One, we had an interception called back that um, was a roughing the passer call, and then we had a um, one that was a little more inadvertent, but it just, you know, really hurt. We fell on the ball for a touchdown and ended up having a face mask penalty that um, negated that. So, you know, those were those are certainly two plays that um, we'd we'd have liked to have back. Highlights for Bates in the game included quarterback Patrick Dugan throwing for a career-high 204 yards. On defense, Brandon Williams, our male Bobcat of the week last week, picked up right where he left off with two more interceptions. Harriman loves what he sees from the junior defensive back. He's always impressed me, just, you know, even when he was running scout team for us, that, um, you know, he does have a, a great feel for seeing the ball coming out and uh, getting a jump on it. And he certainly showed that on, on Saturday. And, uh, you know, part of it, I think he prepares very well and, and uh, understands what the opponent's trying to do. The football team returns home this Saturday to take on Middlebury at 1 o'clock. Come to Garcelon Field and cheer on the Bobcats as they look to beat the Panthers for the first time since 1988. This past week in Bates Athletics got off to a tremendous start as the field hockey team stunned previously undefeated and ninth ranked Babson on Wednesday by a score of one to nothing. Shannon Beaton scored the lone goal of the game for the Bobcats, and head coach Danny Ryder loves the progress the program continues to make. Hard work pays off. I mean, this has been three years in the making, and um, this team has bought into everything we've thrown at them, and it's a really incredible thing as a coach to see because they just have so much faith, um, and they have so much trust in each other and in the program, and, and that's what it means. Despite falling to Amherst on Sunday, it was also a good week for the men's soccer program as they beat Curry 2-1 to one on Wednesday, and then they fought defending national champion Tufts to a scoreless draw on Saturday. The playoffs are in sight, but head coach Stuart Flaherty isn't even thinking about that. Uh, we need to not have the playoffs in sight. You know, we've got a week to get ready for Saturday's game, and we're going to have four sessions with four different topics during that week, and we need to be concentrating on that. Worry about 2 p.m. Saturday when it gets here, and when you're in that mental habit, you know, you, you enjoy your time a lot more, you pay a lot more attention and get more things done and the good things tend to happen on the results end if that's how you're going about things mentally. 
After a tough 1-0 defeat at the hands of Tufts on Saturday, the women's soccer program bounced back on Sunday as they took on 19th-ranked Amherst and fought them to a scoreless draw. Meanwhile, we have a quick rowing update for you. The head of the Charles this past weekend saw the defending national champion women's rowing team place two boats in the top six, third place and sixth place, respectively, in the regatta, while the men's rowing team finished 19th and 36th, respectively, on their end. And women's tennis wrapped up their fall schedule with the Bowdoin Invitational as first-year Bella Stone defeated Wellesley's Justine Huang 6-2-1-6-10-7 on Friday to continue her excellent fall campaign. Women's tennis program will get started again in February for their spring season. Now it's time to talk to our Bobcats of the Week. And what a week it was for the men's cross-country team as the Bobcats defended their main state championship, finishing first out of 11 teams. Joined here on the Bates Bobcast by the head coach of the men's cross-country team, Al Farashidian, to talk about the squad's recent main state championships. It's second year in a row you guys have won that race. We talked a little bit before we started recording about the different courses and how they lay out. This one, flat and fast, was that a big advantage for you guys? Well, I think our team was pretty excited to run there because they knew they had a chance to go after those personal records, which is always important to them, not as not as important in the big scheme across country, but uh, certainly to every athlete, they like to have a faster PR. So they got excited about that, and they also knew that it was a course where they'd be able to rely on their rhythm and, and setting up uh, a strong race plan uh, with a consistent effort all the way on through was, was, was certainly our goal, and we did a good job getting that accomplished. And they were led by senior captain, Alan Summerall, who finished second overall in the competition. He is our male Bobcat of the week. Alan, you've had a lot of top five finishes this year, but first let's start with your background. You did not come to Bates to be a runner, at least on the team. How did you end up joining the team just a couple years ago? Yeah, that's that's correct. I didn't run in, uh, in high school. Uh, my high school had a very uh, successful team, but I didn't run there. Um, I ran for a season in middle school on that team. Um, I didn't start running again or even exercising again until I was basically a junior in high school. Um, I came to Bates just for academics, um, but I was still running every day just to stay fit. And then um, I met last year's uh, captain, John Stansel, through uh, student government. And uh, he, over the course of a few months, uh, convinced me to come out and run a 5K at one of the, the home meets we had in January of my sophomore year. And by then, I was I was running probably 50 or 60 miles a week just on my own. I'd see the team out running all the time. And um, I just assumed I wouldn't have time because I, I saw them out running all the time. Um, I just didn't think I'd be able to fit it into my schedule, but I was very wrong. Um, so John eventually uh, convinced me to come join the team, and I, I joined... Um, in about March of my sophomore year, ran outdoor track my sophomore year, um, then went home, trained over the summer, ran cross country my junior year, went abroad spring or yeah spring of my junior year, um, and now I'm back fall of senior year running cross country. And you finished all region last year, I believe, in cross country. Yeah. What What was your reaction to that kind of like, man? I should have been doing this a lot longer, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I do wish I had joined earlier because it was it was. 
uh, kind of a shock to me uh, to realize that I had a little bit of talent when I joined. I didn't expect to be running, like, I think um, the first season of track, I ran 15-12 in the 5K, and I hadn't previously broken, like, 18 minutes as of, like, a year or year and a half before that. I cut, I think, three minutes off my 5K time in, like, a year, year and a half, which is insane. That's a lot of time in, a, in just a year and a half. Um, so, I, like, I... I seem to continue to shock myself every time I run a really good workout or I like I finished all region um, in one of the hardest regions in the country uh, last year I was 34th I just just barely made it top 35 are the ones that, <laughs> that finish all region but yeah I I'm having just as much fun as everybody else I think it's just it's just fun to see what I can do in in relation to the team and, and also the rest of the people in New England. So I'm really curious, what was Coach's response when you just joined the team out of nowhere and all of a sudden became, you know, all region? <laughs> um, I mean, I think Coach was uh, a little shocked. Um, I think, well, uh, when I was joining the team in February, March, my sophomore year, I had met with Coach, I think, one, maybe two times before I decided to actually sign up and, and join. And uh, so I think he... He may have been a little skeptical about how I would um, how I would adapt and how I would um, react to training really hard, doing workouts and and uh, working out with the team, and also just racing all the time. Because up to that point, I hadn't really d done races. I had done some local 5Ks here and there, but I had never um, raced with a school logo on my chest. Um, so I'm I I am not quite sure how how well he thought I was going to do, but I guess it ended up working out. <laughs> Yeah, because you're now your team captain. So as yeah. team, as, yeah, as as team captain, what are just some main responsibilities for you? Um, well, my primary uh, responsibility just kind of goes without saying, but I'm just the leader of the team. So I have to make sure that people don't go too hard in workouts, or they they don't go too easy in workouts. I have to make sure people are running the kind of mileage they should. I have to make sure that people are staying healthy and staying committed and staying responsible and and staying on top of their own uh, their own responsibilities, their own health. Because because so much of running is about how you feel. It's about health. It's not just about how you can like how much you can lift or whatever. It's it's like a total body sport. Um, so I just kind of have to make sure that the team it's, uh, trains and, and also stays together socially very, very well because we have to train together every day and run together every day. So it's all about a positive atmosphere and making sure we, we stay on top of our duties every day. And how do you guys as runners prepare for different courses? Because you know, the main course, the main state championship course, were very fast, while yeah. the other ones you have possibly going forward might not be as fast, more hilly, more twisty. So how does that preparation work? I mean, the the training itself doesn't really vary that much. Um, um, the training between track and cross country itself varies a lot. Um, we we have um, some loops at our home course in um, at uh, Pineland Farms, and we run those every few weeks. Um, and those those are hilly, so we do run hills pretty frequently. Run on hard trails, um, but then we also run on roads and do workouts um, a couple times early on in the season on the track. We also run on grass and local golf course, so we get a lot of different terrains um, in in our training. Um, so we are pretty well adapted to run on any type of course, but then once we figure out what courses we're running on, the variation um, comes more just in the actual race pacing itself. If it's extremely hilly, it's if it's a very hard course, we don't end up running the first mile very hard because we know it'll be a lot more challenging later on. Um, but if, if like Saturday, that was a pretty flat course, I know I could go out at a pretty fast pace and I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily 
um, slow down as much as I would if it were a hilly course later on in the race. I'm just curious, as a senior, what are your plans going for? I mean, you got this, hopefully NCAAs for this, you got indoor track, then outdoor track, but after that, what what, what are you looking forward to post-graduation, possibly? Um, well, I will be applying to law school, and I'm also thinking about PhD programs, so like a joint JD-PhD program for the next six, seven, possibly eight years. Um, but then on top of that, I also really want to keep training, because since this is kind of a recent thing, um, I realized... I could train for another three, four, five, six years, and I could take this farther. I don't know how good I could be. I don't really expect myself to be extremely good, but I, I just love doing it, and I'd like to see like where where it ends up. So I, I'd imagine the next five, six, seven, eight years of my life are going to be law school, grad school, and running. <laughs> Fair enough. The sky <laughs> seems to be the limit for our male Bobcat of the Week, Alan Summerall. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. On the women's side of things, the volleyball team has clinched a spot in the postseason NESCAC tournament thanks to a 3-2 win over Hamilton on Friday. Junior outside hitter Chandler McGrath led the way with 18 kills, and she's our female Bobcat of the week. Take us through that match. What was it like out there, you know, in front of the home crowd and, you know, a five-set match against a, you know, conference opponent? It was honestly really exciting for us, especially getting all the fans there. They were super energetic and really exciting. It really pumps us up out there. And it was really nice to see, like, familiar faces in the crowd getting really just pumped at, like, really crucial moments. Honestly, going through the game, like, there were definitely ups and downs. But I think, especially in the Hamilton game, we really came together when we needed to and it honestly that was the first time we beat them the first for the first time since I've been at Bates so it was a really big deal for us to beat Hamilton and it was really crucial for us to win that game so we could get to the NESCAC tournament so we've been working towards this all season and you have experience in the NESCAC tournament right from two years ago is that correct yeah we actually went my freshman year too what was that experience like uh, it was exciting as a freshman. Honestly, it was the first year that they had been in a really long time. And for me, I was I was really excited to go. And I know a lot of my teammates were too because they hadn't been in a – they hadn't had an opportunity like that before. So it was really exciting for us, and we're excited to be back. Now this year, three conference wins, the most you guys have had in one season since 2004. What's made this team different from possible past teams, you think? Uh, I think we just have a different energy on our team this year. We have a lot of good freshmen, and we have really great leadership, senior leadership, especially on our team. I think considering the tough, the, the past two years have been a rough for us, con just considering like the mindset we've been in, but we've had a completely new shift with our new um, coaching staff, and as well as new captains. I feel like they've made a very positive impression on the underclassmen and we're all just we just want to change Bates volleyball and the whole program in general for the future and, and tell us about that new coaching staff because obviously a transition can be difficult sometimes but obviously this time it's worked out quite well so far yeah uh, we love our coach she pushes us every day in practice but she also ins inspires us because we can tell she really cares about us there was one game where we Want, really just wanted Chipotle that's all we wanted after the game and she went out of her way to go get it for us and the team was just ecstatic so she, we, she honestly really does care about us and we're so grateful that we have her. Now you're from California 
and we're obviously not in California right now, as evidenced by the weather recently in terms of the temperatures, but uh, what attracted you to come out to Bates? Um, I, I actually got recruited for volleyball to come to, for Bates. Um, but, I mean, coming to Bates was honestly like a completely new transition for me. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I was a little terrified of the winter, to be honest. Um, but I, I love Bates. The community is just so inclusive, and I'm so lucky that I found a group of girls that really make me feel like I'm at home, even though I am so far away from my home. <laughs> and being from California, you don't mind the cold weather? I wouldn't say that. I think the warmth of my team is what keeps me alive during the winter. <laughs> Good answer. Um, last question for you. You know, looking forward here, got a few more matches to go before the tournament and everything. So what are you guys looking to work on specifically so you can possibly make a run there in the tournament? Uh, I think we just want to work on our consistency, especially offensively and defensively. Um, I would say that's probably the biggest thing we want to work on. In certain games, like, we we have moments where we're doing really well, and then we have moments where we're just, like, completely off. We're kind of hot or cold, so I would say the most important thing for us to work on would be just evening that out and not having the high highs and the low lows. Chandler McGrath, your female Bobcat of the Week here on the Bates Bobcast. Thanks so much. Thank you, too. Every week on the Bates Bobcast, we have a featured interview where we go in-depth with a significant figure in the world of Bates Athletics. This week, it's Athletic Director Kevin McHugh. You oversee 31 sports. That's a lot. How do you balance that? Um, yeah, I don't know that I do. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I think it's, it's kind of like you approach anything, um, you know, trying to make sure that, you know, that you're consistent, that you're trying to consider as many points of view as possible, as many things that are going on at one point. But the other part of it is, is that, you know, you can't, you know, I can't, number one, I can't pretend that I know enough about every one of the 31 sports to be able to supervise, you know, or direct the coaches to do that. So, you know, part of it is, it sounds kind of cliche, but it's, it's hiring, you know, really good staff that, you know, that handle what, what, what their responsibilities are. And, and again, I think um, we've been really fortunate to have, you know, good self-directed people in place, um, you know, that I'm not trying to manage, you know, all 31 sports as much as I am trying to help sort of with the infrastructure, with the support, so that, you know, the coaches can, can do what they need to coach and our student-athletes can have the experience that need to, they need to have. And, you know, that extends to, to the staff. They're, they're incredibly key to, um, to the experience that everybody has and also part, you know, kind of reinforces why everybody sticks around. Bates has a few kind of unique challenges when it comes to athletics. First of all, being a Division three program. Obviously, as most people know, Division three you can't do athletic scholarships. So how does that impact the challenge when it comes to recruiting here for the coaches that you've noticed over the years? Actually, I, I don't know that it's um, a challenge because we don't have the, the scholarship aspect of it. Um, I think what, what, what that forces you to do, and in a way it, you know, it is really beneficial in that it, it has – it makes you have to really, um, really sell the institution, really, you know, talk about what it means. Again, just like our staff feel that fit, the student athlete has to feel that as well. And, and so um, it's, it, so it's, it's, it's figuring out what it is that makes Bates distinctive, 
Um, what, what's the experience that, that we provide that's different than, you know, the other 450 schools in Division Three? And yeah, again, we're not, we're not necessarily competing against all those 450 schools. It's, it's a, probably a little, little more limited in terms of our NESCAC peers and then, you know, other small liberal arts colleges that are like us. But, um, but again, it's, it's, um, it is different in that, you know, you're, you're, you're sort of looking at a whole different type of student athlete. Uh, and again, when you're, when you're, at a NESCAC type school where the high quality academics, um, you know, there's a, there's a particular um, student athlete that's looking for that kind of experience that really wants to compete at a, at a level that, that really maximizes, you know, their potential, but also, you know, they, they want to compete equally in, in the classroom, in the academic setting. And so it, it's, I guess the biggest challenge is, is, is finding that type of student athlete um, and then also, you know, trying to compete for them against, you know, the, the peers. So it's not about, you know, the scholarship or having the sort of something to lay out on the table. It's, it's being able to articulate, you know, what it is about this place and, and what we have to offer that, that hopefully attracts someone. You touched on the NESCAC, a unique conference, even within Division Three, because it is so academically oriented. And historically, at least from what I've heard, and correct me if I'm wrong, athletics were kind of on the back burner in terms of actually, you know, winning for a lot of programs, at least in the NESCAC. But that's starting to change a little bit, right? Yeah, no, I don't think they've been on the back burner. I think what what maybe was on the back burner is that NESCAC, um, when it was initially started a number of years ago, um, really didn't um, pursue postseason play, or at least NCAA play. I, I was at my previous institution when the first, if I'm not mistaken, it was the first NESCAC team that was allowed to play in the NCAAs. It was a women's lacrosse team, and, and, it, and they made it to either the semis or the, or the national championship. And to this day, I remember the young ladies, they had them at a press conference, and I remember them talking about what a great privilege and how incredible the experience was to be able to be permitted to play in the NCAAs. And so I think NESCAC had always been competitive, but I, they weren't on sort of the national stage, if you will, because they weren't involved in, in the NCAA. So it was, it was kept to this kind of regional, maybe ECAC type of thing. But, um, but yeah, easily since, you know, again, when I was at my previous institution, the rivalries between, you know, between that institution and, and NESCAC for national titles um, had already, was already well in, in place, at least in a number of sports, in, in field hockey, in lacrosse. Um, we used to match up with NESCAX, you know, quite a bit. And, and, you know, back even again 20 years ago when I was on the NCAA basketball committee, I can remember, you know, Amherst and Williams both being in the Final Four at, at, the, at the Division Three National Basketball Championships. And when you have two t teams from the same conference, you know, in the Final Four. So I, I, the competitive piece, I think, has been there. I think just I think the somewhat of the equity where, you know, folks like us, you know, Bates getting into the mix now a little bit more and some others, I think that maybe is, is more recent um, and, and some of the sort of more established schools maybe looking over the shoulder a little bit. Right, exactly. I mean, Bates just this last spring, first ever team national title as the women's rowing team won it all there. Uh, what was your, I mean, how, how important that what was that to, you know, Bates Athletics in your opinion? Well, it was tremendous. I mean, to, you know, to make that that breakthrough, um, just as it was for, you know, for the men's basketball team and the lacrosse teams to, to receive the, the NCAA bid. Um, you know, um, I, I think some of that, if nothing else, is, is a little bit psychological. And it's like a lot of things you have to, you kind of have to break that glass ceiling or whatever you want to call it. And, and then that opens up the possibilities that, you know, that, you know, that we can compete on that level with, you know, with the best programs in the country. And, and uh, you know, once you have that model to see it, I think it just, it just self-reinforces. And I, I think you've already seen that starting to happen with, you know, with just our fall programs this year. So. 
Yeah, a lot of fall programs, volleyball already clinched a spot in the in the conference tournament and everything. So looking back on your nine years here so far, what are some of your favorite memories? Well, you touched on on some of them. They 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 wander all over the place. I mean, certainly winning a you know national championship was key. I you know the specific sort of the instant when um, being in the locker room. I, I just I happened to be down in the men's basketball locker room when the NCAA announcement was made, and, and we we weren't sure at all that we were going to make it. And sort of the intake of breath right before as so as they started walking down, you know, the 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 bracket. And, and they actually skipped over, um, you know, us when they, when they did the New England ones. And, and so kind of half thinking, well, God, you know, maybe they're going to send us out of region. Is, you know, could they possibly do it? And then when it finally happened, um, just the, 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 the exultation that, that happened in the locker room, was that was really, really, really neat. But, I mean, there's been other tremendous things. Um, you know, having Garcelon Field, I don't know that it, it qualifies as – you know, a sort of a single memorable event, but but the transition that um, that having uh, that facility renovated, modernized, and having done it on a fundraised basis um, was was a pretty incredible um, happening, if you will. Um, but there's there's a bunch of little things to stand. I remember Sylvan Ellison, who was a Nordic skier for us. Um, for whatever reason, that stands out. Maybe because I hadn't experienced. Um, so those are memories in themselves. Uh, my first squash match, my first Nordic Alpine skiing event, um, because we didn't sponsor those at my previous institution. So coming here and, you know, seeing those events, learning about that culture, but, you know, seeing Sylvan, um, you know, become an All-American at, at the uh, at the NCAAs and, and just um, having followed, you know, followed him around on the course and, and sort of seeing all that happen was, you know, that was pretty special. Um, you know, hosting, we hosted, when we hosted the tennis championships, um, and, uh, you know, we, we kind of did it with this, you know, uh, minimal staff compared to what other places might have, even compared to my previous institution. You know, it was all hands on deck. And, and again, I, you know, we talk about memories. I remember, um, you know, us playing in the, I think it was in the semis, um, our, our doubles team, and, and just the place packed and the campus so alive and so electric and everybody feeling this this incredible sense of of accomplishment of sort of oneness if you will because we you know we did it as an entire you know an entire athletic department staff all focused on one event because we had to we had to use everybody that wasn't in season had some kind of role and people people never nobody ever questioned that nobody ever thought like wow you know i'm too big you know to be you know rolling out you know whatever bleachers or setting up chairs or anything i people just jumped in and, and, and just did it because it was important, because they wanted to, because they wanted to, you know, just advance the, the institution that way. And that, that was so gratifying. And, and uh, you know, again, that's, that really, that stands out. And then we turned around and did it again for skiing, which was a whole, a whole other animal. It's one thing never, never to have seen a ski event. And I, I purposely went out to the national championships. I think they were out in Montana my first year. I went out because I had never seen you know, a national championship and what, what it takes to, to actually run those. And we were going to host them the next year. And so um, to get a clue about what that looks like and what that feels like, and then to actually pull it off again at, you know, two facilities that are an hour away from, from campus um, was, was pretty tremendous. So those are, those are some things that, that stand out. Um, I'm sure there's lots more that, that have escaped my, uh, my gradually fading memories. So. <laughs> well, we've talked about memories. Now let's look towards the future. What are some short-term and long-term goals you have for this athletics department? I, I think the goals um, are, are kind of, you know, general from the standpoint, you know, and I don't mean to punt on the question, but I mean, we, I really think that we just want to make sure that, uh, you know, every student athlete 
that is involved in our program has the best possible experience that they can have being part of this athletic program. And certainly that has to do with, with success to a degree. I mean, it's, it's no fun to be, you know, to be involved in, in something that you're passionate about and never to have, have experienced the successful piece. It would be just like you know, going to the classroom every day and getting Fs all the time. Um, so, so from that standpoint, you know, I, I, you know, we, we, we shoot to do that, but, but really, and it, it may sound, I don't know, trite or whatever, but, but the, the, to be sure that, you know, we're positively affecting the development of, of every student athlete that's, that's with us, that they end up being, you know, a little bit better person, a little, you know, more developed, a little better sense of, you know, social justice and all kinds of things that are very Bates like about, you know, about the institution also, you know, that's important for us to get done. Um, you know, in our department and, and, um, and, you know, and to be, to be, um, you know, a viable part of, of the campus, to be contributing to the campus, again, not just, you know, as a, as sort of a, an opportunity for people to come out and watch something happen, but to be more involved and to be making a difference, to be affecting the culture in ways that we can do because, you know, because so many of our student athletes uh, make up a, you know, a, a, a significant portion of, of the campus, but, um, but then again, you know, the competitive piece, you know, we, we ultimately want to be in that top part of, of NESCAC, want to be always in the, in the picture for playoffs, you know, always looking to compete for, uh, you know, a NESCAC championship. Um, we, we got a little ways to go to get there, but if we're doing that, then we're also competitive nationally because again, NESCAC, as you noted, it, you know, as we talked is, is, you know, hands down the, the most competitive conference in the country. And if, if we're in the top, you know, half to upper upper part of uh, of the conference then you know we're, we're doing as good as anybody else in the country and, and that that's that is a goal and you bring up a great point there because obviously you know the NESCAC has some powerhouses like Williams and Amherst who have been you know historically very successful do you ever look at those programs and, and kind, of, kind of see what they're doing or do you just kind of ignore them and kind of focus on Bates um, I, I wouldn't say we ignore them. They're pretty hard to ignore. But no, no, we, we, I, we focus on Bates. Yeah. Um, and we look at what, what we can do with what we have and how we have to approach things. And, and, and that is going to be different. And I think, you know, that's the part of, of going back to what I was talking about when we, when we try and, you know, convince student athletes that this is the right place for them. And, we have to, and it has to be right for them and they have to be right for us. But, um, but yeah, but, but knowing that we're going to do things a little bit differently and, and, and approach them in a Bates-like, you know, approach, um, you know, we're, yeah, we're not going to let uh, how other people do things um, dictate how, how we think we should do them at Bates. A lot of the fall sports right now showing some pretty good improvement over the past seasons, perhaps. You know, you look at women's soccer, men's soccer, volleyball, even, you know, field hockey as well. What are your impressions been of the fall season so far? I, again, tremendous. Um, you know, I haven't looked back, but I don't know when the last time that we had four of the programs this far along in the season in a position to, to be in a, in, in a playoff, um, in a NESCAC playoff, to finish in, you know, at least in the top eight, maybe even higher, uh, depending on how they go. Um, again, to have all, you know, the, the, the two soccers and, and you know, field hockey may, uh, I think they may have just crept back to 500, but just as of last weekend, you know, all three of those programs had, had winning records. They all had, um, uh, you know, several NESCAC victories, uh, you know, amongst them again, which is, um, you know, the, the, there are steps that we have to take along the way, but there's steps we hadn't taken to this point. I think uh, I read somewhere uh, where soccer, I think, has as many wins as they've had in, you know, seven or eight years. Um, volleyball, um, you know, first time they've beaten three NESCAC opponents in, in, you know, since 2004. You know, things like that that haven't happened in, in, in almost a decade. 
um, have been happening this fall. And, and so, uh, you know, so that's been really gratifying because, again, you know, it's not all about just about the winning aspect of it, but it certainly helps everybody have a lot more fun when, when you're able to see some success because our, our kids, our coaches, our staff, everybody works incredibly hard. Um, you know, we, we, you and I spent the better part of a day, two days, you know, freezing outside, you know, trying to trying to support, you know, the, those 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 contests and those athletes. And and, you know, we really all work at that. And so you, you, you like to see it come off and, and uh, you know, have some success along the way. And winter is approaching. No, November is almost here in terms of the winter sports that are coming up. We know all about basketball, what they can do. What else should fans look forward to this winter from Bates Athletics? Well, again, across the board, I think that's it's it's the probably the most well not the most exciting, but the, the diversity of our offerings in the winter is really unique. When uh, certainly we have you know tr- some more traditional sports with with basketball, and and it'll be really interesting this year with you know with Allison at the helm of the women's program. Um, you know we've had we've had uh, Jim Murphy who's had astonishing success. Uh, probably the most successful coach that, uh, that we've had here in, in terms of that tenure. Uh, but now there's a, there's a whole regime change there. And so that's, that's interesting to watch. But when you have, you know, squash on the one hand, and then you go from that to, um, you know, to the, to the Alpine and Nordic venues, um, you know, it's, it's really a, a whole different offering that we have. Swimming uh, be interesting because, you know, they, last year both the men and the women really, really set the bar high. And so, you know, it's that same thing, that they've got some, they've got some real big expectations for themselves now that they've tasted kind of what it, what it means to have success, um, you know, as, as a team, but also some real great individual efforts. Um, and, and our indoor track programs, you know, have, they've been one of the more steadier beats along the way that, um, you know, we've had uh, kind of a consistency of, of just really great throwers and, and some, some great runners. And, and um, you know, so that's, that's another component of, of sort of a, a spectrum of winter sports, I think, that are really exciting to think about as we, as we start heading that way. Bates Athletics Director Kevin McHugh, thanks so much. Thank you. The playoff race heats up this week in the NESCAC. First, some non-conference games to deal with as field hockey visits Southern Maine on Thursday at 3 o'clock, while volleyball visits St. Joseph's at 7 o'clock, and then things get serious on Saturday. Women's soccer will host Middlebury at 11 a.m. Field hockey also hosts Middlebury at noon. Football looks for their first win of the year as they host Middlebury at 1. And men's soccer hosts who else but Middlebury at 2 o'clock. All of that taking place right here on the Bates College campus on Saturday. Volleyball is in action as well, but they are in Boston for a couple of non-conference matches that day. Meanwhile, your rowing teams are in action at the CBB Chase beginning at 9 a.m. on Saturday. Both the men's and the women's team will compete. And on Sunday, the Men's Golf NEIGA Championships gets going at 10 a.m., continuing on Monday at 8.30 in the morning. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of the Bates Bobcast. We will be back next Tuesday with yet another episode recapping the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and as always, go Bobcats. Bates, 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 Bates.